You pick up your Bible and wonder, is there more here than meets the eye? Is there something here for me? I mean, it's just words printed on paper, right? Well, it may look like just print on a page, but it's more than ink. Join us for the next half hour as we explore God's Word together, as we learn how to explore it on our own, as we ask God to meet us there in its pages. Welcome to More Than Ink. Hey, let me read a verse to you. Here goes. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Do you think that would change anyone's life? Boy, I don't know. I can think of some other things that might be more... More pivotal than that. Pertinent, yeah. But today, we'll hear about the fact that that verse actually did that very thing today. On More Than Ink. Well, good morning. This is Jim. And I'm Dorothy. And we are delighted you're with us again. We're going to do something a little bit differently today. Uh, we finished the book of John, and we're going, to, we're going to look at God's Word written on people's hearts, the impact on people's lives, because we often take, the, I think we take the Word for granted. Uh, as believers, we see, you know, here's the Bible, and I'm supposed to read it, but does it have any real power? Does it have any real action in people's lives? And what we wanted to do was show you that, yes, indeed, the Word does have incredible power in people's lives to this very day. And today we start with a couple of friends of ours that we just hold near and dear. Carla well, and Earl. And Carla and Earl Erskine, and we've known them for about 10 years. We met them right after they came out of the, the Mormon church. They were right. they were members in good standing of the, the uh, Church of Very Jesus involved. Christ of Latter-day Saints, yeah. to use the proper terminology these days. Yeah. Very involved. And uh, Earl began to ask some questions, which then yielded, uh, uh, I think, a 17-minute video recording <laughs> yeah. that yeah. Uh, that was aired on the program Ten years ago, ten and years ago, began right. to draw some attention, and uh, we met him shortly after that. And so, uh, but for those of us who've been believers a large portion of our lives, it's fun. It's fun to see how the word has gigantic impact on people's lives, like right now. I mean, I mean, really in fantastic, influential ways. And I think you'll hear that when you hear. Earl and Carla talk about their lives. Well, and indeed, so many of our conversations, especially early on as we knew them, but also even, you know, even up till now, so many of our conversations revolve around what they are learning or studying or what we are right. studying or right. teaching and how do we understand that and we right. just bat the word around together when we are with them. So yeah. um, so it's fun to hear them tell their stories again yeah, today exactly and i one of the funniest things i chuckle every time i hear it it's pretty common among mormons who become christians is they want to get the straight line on truth and so they'll grab a bible and they'll only read the red letter you know the words of jesus actual words of jesus they don't want anyone in between they don't want paul they just want to hear what jesus had to say and so when they go through and look at the red letter words of jesus they realize that everything written that jesus talked about he never mentioned anything about mormon issues mormon doctrine mormon yeah traditions. it's amazing how common just, that is because yeah. uh, that's they're just a story tired we hear again and tired again. of middlemen telling them what they say is yeah. the truth they go straight to the source well and god speaks for himself yeah. and his word has 
power. You know, I was thinking kind of how to introduce this. And what came to mind was Isaiah 55, where God says in verse 9, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. So and it definitely succeeded God's in Carl's lives. Always accomplishes something. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe we better just so hear the interview. So without further ado, <laughs> here's Earl and Carla, our dear friends now, talking about the Word. So we're here with uh, with Earl and Carla Erskine, and we're delighted you're with us. Well, thanks for having <laughs> us. This is fun, and these are some some good friends of ours, and we're uh, we do some ministry together, but I think we'll talk about near the end. Yeah. Uh, to to tell people why we even know each other. <laughs> But God's the one who brought it together. God brought us together, and so, yeah. so why don't you just tell, give us like a little thumbnail, uh, just a thumbnail summary of uh, uh, of your coming out of the Mormon Church and stuff like that. How long ago that was, and uh, no, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's just been a, ten, just an intro, just an yeah, intro. It's, it's been ten years actually. This next month, Mother's wow, Day we Mother's was Day. Uh, ten years. Mother's Day wow. was uh, 2011 was the wow. last time we were in the in church. So 2011. Yeah. Golly. Wow. <laughs> and it's gone fast. Yeah, it? time flies. We yeah. really appreciate okay, the so friends. So we actually we met you not very long after that, right? It was... Oh, no, it was pretty immediate. It was yeah. pretty shortly there at the yeah. TV studio. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and Earl and Carl have come to the Lord, and they love him. And, uh, and, <laughs> and you know, what, what we do on this broadcast is we talk about the role of the Word in people's lives. And, uh, and, and I know with you guys that's been very much the case, especially because of the contrast... Uh, with Mormon, you know, scriptures and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so I think for a lot of our listeners, this is a brand new territory. They have no clue. <laughs> so the, the the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword, and and it definitely has proven that in your guys' lives. So we just wanted to casually talk to you and say, so you know, tell us about your involvement with the word, <laughs> past, present, future, and maybe even some verses that stick with it now that are a big deal. So we haven't really figured out who's going to talk first, but. I guess I'll I'll start Jump if in, that's Earl. all right. Hon, but <laughs> and then so, Carla can say stop talking. And yeah, she'll tell me when to stop that's talking. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's the way it goes at home. <laughs> well, first of all, when I um, there were, are some verses that would like to share. Both Carla and I would yeah. like to, but I'd like to begin really at the beginning of what, what when I started this journey out of Mormonism, I started thinking, well, why don't I know more about Jesus, sure. and why don't I know more hmm, even right. more so about Paul? Right. I just didn't, Carla and I talked about it, we only knew about his uh, trip to Damascus. That was really that was about it? all we knew. Yeah. Not, not anything that he'd written? No. No, not really. Huh. And so, yeah, now, that's a little more background is that I was a gospel doctrine teacher at least four different times for yeah. probably a total of ten, ten, eight, ten years. So I'd gone through the New Testament manual. Well, right. recently, I, or back when I was making the, we were making this journey, I pulled out my old Gospel Doctrine manual and found out that there had been 46 lessons in the New Testament manual for the year. Right. And 
as I look through it, only nine of them cover Paul's epistles. <laughs> only nine chapters. Wow. A whole chapter on just Romans, just right. he, one on just like Hebrews. One chapter on one Romans. Chapter. And by the way, <laughs> let me remind everybody that we only cover the New Testament every four years. Once every four oh my years. Gosh. So there's right. nine. And so it answered the question, how come I don't know more about Paul? <laughs> well, it makes sense not, now. <laughs> not only that, not only that, but some of the lessons of the nine are, are things like ye are the temple of God oh. and keep the ordinances as I delivered them. Oh. So they're really not about Paul and right, his right. teaching of the gospel. Right. So it was quite enlightening to find out that I that's the reason I didn't know more about Paul. <laughs> and that's my well, first little segment, Carla. You want to okay, take I a will. turn? Well, and do you want to, oh, before we get off, you want to yeah. speculate why it is that the Mormon church doesn't tell you oh. much about Paul? <laughs> Well, I, th I would say that everything that Paul said about grace and about uh, uh, works, uh, those things they skip over. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, you know, it was really interesting when we first started reading the Bible, we both started crying. Oh, really? Because yeah. Wow. I, we Sitting thought, at the kitchen table. We just, it was just new to us. Even yeah, even yeah. John, though, that was one I had read before. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't read any of the Bible. But one of the scriptures that I came across I wanted to share, um, and it's a very popular one. It's Ephesians 2, chapter, or chapter 2, mm -hmm. verses 8 and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's a big one. <laughs> that hit me yeah. so strongly. And mm -hmm. um, now I'd like to share with you my boasting, if I could. <laughs> um, Earl and I were always busy in the church. Right. We. Um, well, that's what you do in the Mormon church. You just stay busy. I yeah, know. Yeah. That's why the scripture, I reread it and reread it. But we attended the temple. We did home and visiting teaching. Mm -hmm, both of mm -hmm. us held many leadership callings in both uh, the ward and the state. Right, right. Then there was home and visiting teaching and family home evening, mm. family history. Um, Book of Mormon reading, um, <laughs> teaching, uh, did I say teaching family home evening, right, right, yeah. and then we have to do family history right, or the genealogy. Right. So yeah. when do you have time to actually read your Bible and think well, about it? Yeah, I'll, well, no, I never. never. I'd leave the Bible home because it was so big and heavy. That's what I did. But, you know, I had said and thought to myself, Jesus didn't mention any of these things in the mm. Bible, mm. not a thing. Mm. Mm. And I um, felt very inadequate. Yeah, and right, I used right. to ask Earl all the time, are you sure we're going to the celestial kingdom? <laughs> and it was just And I'd a, have to reassure that we're doing everything oh, we yeah. can. We yeah. haven't killed anybody, well, so we're going to make it. He says, well, we've been baptized. We pay our tithing. Sure, we're going to make it to the celestial kingdom. But that never, ever satisfied me, especially because Jesus hadn't mentioned these things. Right, And right. here was this beautiful scripture, and it was by through faith mm -hmm, and by mm -hmm. his love 
Yeah. And that and grace, yeah. which we knew nothing about. So when you read that, Carla, it suddenly shone a light on the uh, the uh, maybe the falseness of the works pursuing the works just by reading yeah. that that were saved by this, by grace oh, through oh, faith. It was a new mm-hmm. concept, and too. those things were idea. absent on the list. Yeah. And that's what made yeah. you cry. Is that, am I understanding you correctly? Because you said you were reading, you started to cry when you were yeah. reading the yeah. scriptures. that we'd never yeah. read before. Because the truth of it was yeah. making sense. Yeah, it was. Hmm. It was hmm. We yeah, were learning about shocking. a Jesus that we never knew. Hmm. Yeah, I had learned right, more of the right. negative things about the church, and I'd shared those with Carla, and we kind of covered over those. We just didn't know the joy and the freedom that we were going to feel in the grace of of Jesus and His right. righteousness right. and what we were learning. We feel very grateful that we made this transition this way because we know a lot of uh, LDS uh, people who cha- or aren't sure about the church anymore or right, have questions, right. they don't seem to bring Jesus with them. They don't have that foundation and we In feel fact, very grateful. Don't, don't they normally let Jesus go when they let the church go? Well, they do because their foundation is more built on the church yeah, right. and their own personal worthiness. Right. And when they find out the church isn't true or that Joseph Smith maybe had <laughs> the polygamy and the problems with the Book of Mormon and all the different negative things, yeah. their foundation crumbles. And with it, they just throw Jesus out with it. So they how don't is have, it well, how They don't is it have a relationship with Jesus true. the way right. a Christian does, right. knowing that Jesus is God, not, not that Jesus is my brother. Well, right. that's what I wanted to ask, girl. Oh. How, did, how did reading the Bible drop that peg in the hole for you? Well, it... Interesting you ask, because my next <laughs> chapter, my next little thing, is that okay, okay? is Matthew 5, 8. A very mm. simple little, uh-huh. blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall mm. see God. And I have been doing some association with some really pure in heart people. Just yeah. the best Christians or best people just gave them of themselves serving other people and mm-hmm. being so sensitive and stuff and I started dwelling and pondering this scripture blessed are the pure in heart for mm. they shall see God well that's not Mormon doctrine really <laughs> right, right. you can't be just pure in heart just you've got to be a tithe payer and a temple attender and all those mm. other things and, and they the weren't more, members of the church no they weren't thank, thank uh. you dear oh really yeah they weren't members of the church huh. and so I'm thinking well how how are oh, they going to uh-huh. make it? Uh-oh. And well, I right. had a good friend who was a member of the church say, well, yeah, they'll be with us in heaven. And I'd say to her, no, but they can't be with us in heaven unless they get baptized into yeah. the church. They yeah. do the stuff. So that simple little scripture just had probably had huh. such impact on me. Interesting. That Jesus, and then I read all the words of Jesus, the red words, or the words of Jesus in red. Right, right. And what right. he said and didn't say about temples and tithing mm-hmm. and all that stuff yeah, it's was, what's left was out. amazing. It's what's left out from Mormon doctrine and you know, yeah. expectations, and Jesus doesn't touch on any of them. Yeah. I don't no. think wow. I've ever heard from anybody before that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, was the thing that got their attention. I know. And it started them thinking, simple, well, how do I, how yeah. do I see because God? Because only the people that get to the top of the celestial kingdom, or at least into the celestial kingdom, get to see Heavenly Father. Right. He doesn't right. dwell in any of these other right. terrestrial and celestial worlds. So he's only mm. in the celestial. Mm. And 
That requires at least baptism into the church. At least, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, wow. So that was really impactful and such hmm. a simple little statement yeah. that got me yeah. curious. Well, it does, it does reinforce the fact, though, that with the Word, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit uses the Word in, I'll say, unique levers in oh. people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so what would affect you probably wouldn't affect me. And he, he knows where your heart's at and he knows where these words what kind of well, grab. what they'll mean to me yeah and yeah. i that's why you have so so many stories of different verses and you go really that did that <laughs> for <laughs> you really so yeah yeah, yeah that is fascinating yeah. what's well, your next well, one this, well this was actually the most important verse and has really the least to do i think with god and jesus hmm. but it's it's act 1724 and it's God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples right. <laughs> made with hands. And oh, I boy. just oh, exploded. No. Oh, no. You know, I just thought, what? what? You mean are these temples are nothing? God mm. doesn't acknowledge them. He, you know, he never made, you know, temples out yeah. of brick and mortar or, or earthly things. And we've and had friends tell us that Jesus walks the halls of the temple. temple at yeah. night. Right, right. Oh, you can't leave the church because Jesus walks the halls of the temple Yeah, every right. night. And I thought, and I wondered when she said this, well, which temple does he walk in? <laughs> <laughs> takes turns. It's a jump around. Yeah, uh, right. But anyway, and I mean, our bodies are the temples of God. Exactly. And he yeah. dwells in us. Yeah. And that was a, that was probably the biggest thing. In fact, I looked in my Bible and I've got that scripture written all over in different places. That you are the te that you are the temple that he lives no, in. No, that God, that God does, does not does live not in that. Live. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 Made yeah. with hands. Yeah. Well, and actually Isaiah 66 begins that way when God says, "Hey, I made all these things. Where's the temple that you could build to contain me? Mm -hmm. You can't build a building that will contain me." Right. And so I think that probably is what Paul was alluding to even though his audience there was were not Jews. But isn't that fabulous <laughs> that that's what jumped off I the page and became alive did. for you? That was the first thing. I love that. I do too. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, since temples are so well, important yeah, to us. Yeah. 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 Mormons, and the, you know, anyway. the whole thrust of scripture is that, that we become the temple. Mm -hmm. We become the dwelling place of God in the spirit. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now and, you know that in reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a special thing it is when you when you hold the temple in such high regard because that's where God occupies. Yeah. And then and then Paul so clean, clearly says, Well, he, he's occupying you. He's in you. <laughs> What? Yeah, you're the, the temple of turn. God. Yeah, that incredible. has given me so much Christ comfort. Christ in you. Yeah, Christ in mm -hmm. you. Especially as you've continued to walk and, and grow in the scripture. And age. Well, we won't talk about that. But how <laughs> uh, how you begin to, to internalize the truth of that, and it begins to mean more at different levels as yes, you grow does. in the Lord. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Well, the whole study of the Bible for us has been really profound. Just... Uh, mm. And it's just something that we just were unaware of. Yeah. We, we always yeah. were told to read the Book of Mormon, never and go never study the Bible. The Bible. Yeah. yeah, go mm. read the Bible. That just yeah. well, they didn't tell us to read the DNC or. Well, uh, it, it basically it was. <laughs> I don't know Book about priesthood, but it was all about the Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 
right? So I, what, what struck you as so different then when you started to really read the Bible? I mean, if you were going to put the Bible and the Book of Mormon side by side, what would you say the, the first big difference that struck you or the most important difference that struck you? Oh, the spirit. Hmm. Unpack that a little bit, Carla. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the spirit of God. I mean, we did. I mean, if I wasn't crying, I was, I was just, just bringing it all mm -hmm. in, and the spirit of God was with me, and I had not experienced that with the mm. Book of Mormon at mm. all, which I read several times. Mm. You know, I enjoyed. In fact, when I started the Book of Mormon, I'd say, "Okay, now I'm going to read this like a story, so I'm going to be able to get through it. This is a storybook." <laughs> Right. I had to talk myself into that, but the Bible just, the Spirit was in me when mm. I read the Bible. Mm. 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 I think the difference for me maybe was that we were reading it with Christian eyes as opposed yeah. to Mormon yeah. eyes or LDS yeah. eyes, uh, because we had always read these scriptures. I mean, how many times have I read, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. <laughs> I'd read that thousands and hundreds of right. times right. and heard it quoted and everything. But all of a sudden, I'm seeing things, allowing myself mm. to see things differently, and that's another one that I've uh, that I'd share with every with us here is Hebrews one one and two. Ooh. Oh wow. yeah, God wow. who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, by the prophets. hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son. Yeah. So that yeah. takes on a whole different perspective because we are so tied into prophets, yes. seers, and revelators right. now. Right. <clears throat> and, yeah. and to learn what, again, what Jesus said, what he didn't say, and to try to follow that. Um, and there were no prophets. Yeah, in fact, did it, did it ever cause you to ask yourself, <clears throat> well, if, it's, if Jesus spoke and our prophets have been speaking, how much do I know from what our prophets have been saying compared to how much do I know that Jesus actually straight said? You know, did that yeah, ever did occur it, to you? Like, the I think conflict I, or yeah, the I think contradictions? I, I know a lot more from what our prophets have said during conference than I think I know about all of what Jesus has, has said. Yeah, there was probably a lot of that, actually. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. a, a friend of mine, I remember, he was my boss at the time. We were having discussions. He was Mormon, and uh, and we wanted to talk about, um, I forgot what the topic was, but I said, we'll come back next time, and we'll kind of compare our sources. And I brought my Bible and showed stuff. And he brought a whole stack of Ensign magazine. <laughs> and I said, "Well, what, what? Is, what is this?" <laughs> and he says, "Well, this is this is from the prophet. You know, this, this is, is a better source of information." I go, mm. uh, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so we sort of disconnected right there. Mm. Yeah, well, I'd like funny. to share this one really sure. quick. I know we don't have lots sure. of time, but it's Galatians one and eight, though. Though we or an angel preach any uh -huh. other gospel uh -huh. than what we yeah. have preached to you, let him be accursed. Mm. And this is a warning to us, and even as Christians, if we pick up something else or, or start to uh, leave or stray away from the, the, the gospel of Jesus, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, this one has been, been really comforting to me, too, yeah. that um, this is the Word. This is what we need to read and believe and live 
and we don't want to be accursed that's for sure <laughs> nope I'm, I'm well not. and the important thing with that scripture too is find out what paul taught as the gospel right because how you're supposed I to be able to tell that yeah i didn't yeah. know that so if what he what he preached was grace and yeah. uh yeah, what do you use yeah. as your measuring stick for the gospel to know if you've strayed? It's got to be the word. Yeah, you know? mm -hmm. yeah, that's the only way. And also, kind of underscores the importance of being vigilant because even even though you've come from the Mormon Church, there's we still live in this sort of cesspool of spiritual deception that that people will take you in bizarre directions that aren't biblical yeah. in terms of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So and the words. Well, and the the biblical gospel is really very simple. It is Jesus, the Son it of is. God, came, took on flesh, died for us. And rose again. Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah. That's right. yeah, pretty I didn't, much it. <laughs> I didn't have a concept even when I left the church that it was about Jesus and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. It was right. always about me accomplishing what I was yeah. needed to teach. I had, we were proud. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was about Jesus. And that's what the Bible has given me, yeah. I think, is, yeah. is that message that Jesus is the one who's... Mm. Yeah. He is God, and it's His righteousness. It, you know, it's very humbling for us because we understand that we're all sinners, and then, and it also exalts Him. He gets bigger, we get smaller. That's a good deal. Mm. Yeah, That's a good deal. Well, we, we've got a little bit of time left. Why, why don't you take a little bit, like, not much. Why don't you take a little bit and talk about, talk about the ex-Mormon file stuff and oh. how people can kind of follow up a little bit more. I yeah, mentioned I do. I have interviewed over 350 people in the, um, who have left the church. Yeah. It's amazing. And, uh, and their stories are tremendous. And like you said, there's it's so fascinating to hear the different things that affected people coming out. But they yeah. can find uh, those interviews on uh, exmormonfiles.com. Right. And, um, and it's just a gigantic collection of people telling their yeah, stories. Yeah, telling their story. And, yeah. and uh, gratefully, these are all people who have come to the to the knowledge of Jesus. Right. Again, right, right. have become Christian. And um, so... We've appreciated that opportunity. And for whom, like you guys, the word played a gigantic role. Yeah, a gigantic it did. Role. Yeah. Well, listen, we are out of time. Yeah. So thank you so much. You guys yeah. are dear friends we to ours. We love you so much. It's just been a joy. We appreciate all your support and yeah. everything you do for yeah. us. So yeah. appreciate so, it. So thanks again. Well, that was remarkable. I, I'd, I'd heard many pieces of their story before, and it's just glorious to him, hear him tell it, it again. It really was fun to sit at the table and just listen to them talk yeah. with one another. And, yeah. and uh, of course, they had prepared what scriptures they wanted to read, but uh, it's just good to sit and, and hear their stories again. Yeah. And when was the last time you had anyone relate to you that they picked up their Bible and made them start to cry? <laughs> right. Isn't yeah. that lovely? Yeah, truth. That, that the word was touching so deeply the yeah. tender, hungry places. Yeah, yeah. Um, that speaks to me. I mean, it's it's not a frequent occurrence that right. when I read the word these days, because it's so familiar and I love it, uh, but I, it doesn't make me cry. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Next week, we're going to do this again with another dear friend of ours. And uh, I think you'll join us in understanding the fact that God's Word indeed is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Uh, so when you read these words on our page, they're more than ink. They're the power of the Word of God itself. So join us next week on More, more Than, than ink. ink. More Than Ink is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City and is solely responsible for its content. To contact us with your questions or comments, just go to our website, morethaninc.org.
have any idea what we're going to say in this opening segment. So 